the IAB Australia podcast. Digital advertising leaders and the issues that matter. How do we make it simple? Try to stop a lot of the buzzwords. A chance to change the way a whole industry works. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au. Welcome to the IAB Australia podcast. My name is Gay Leroy and we're proudly supported by Wishka as our podcast partner. Today I'm joined by Dan Stinton, who's the MD of The Guardian here in Australia. We're going to talk revenue models, we're going to talk data, privacy and a whole lot of other stuff. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for having me. Before we get into the content, do you want to tell us a little bit about you and your background and your current role? So you were a journo originally. Uh, I was, going, going back uh, many, many years ago. So yeah, just over 20 years ago, I started out as a journo, writing for a bunch of publications. The West Australian was probably the, the, the most notable. Wasn't a very good one. Moved over to the commercial side of, uh, of media pretty quick and sort of have worked in every medium now. Worked in, in print, radio, uh, on the edges of TV and then primarily digital for probably the last, uh, last 10 or 15 years, I'd say. And you went back to Western Australia? I did. I've crisscrossed the country. Yeah. I was in Sydney for, for about 10 years uh, working for um, Yahoo 7 for most of that time. And then went back about three years ago to um, join 7 West Media, head up their digital team over there, uh, primarily to build out the digital products for, for the West Australian uh, yeah. and, uh, and sort of other news products over there. And then um, uh, three years later, uh, moved back to this side of the continent yeah. to, to take on the current role. <laughs> And tell me about the current role. Why? Why? Are you, why did you join the Guardian? Oh, look, I have um, I have loved the Guardian genuinely for since I started my career. I guess it was it was genuinely one of the reasons why I wanted to get into journalism uh, and I guess news media broadly um, mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, I used to buy the Guardian Weekly newspaper, you know, when I was studying uh, at university at Curtin University some years ago. I think back before even the Guardian had a had a website or at least a website with any content on it. So. Look, I guess it's it's always been. I think it's a really important uh, masthead globally, and I think it's uh, an increasingly important masthead in Australia. And I think that, without wanting to get too carried away, the the role that the Guardian has to play now in Australia's media landscape, given the consolidation that's happening, is increasingly important. And so, um, it was just too good an opportunity to, to to pass up in the end. Great opportunity, big responsibility, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I guess so. I guess so. Um, I, I guess at times it is a bit daunting as well, but but I think um, mostly really exciting. And, and tell us, where's The Guardian at at the moment? I should know the numbers off the top of my head, but in terms of your presence in market, I know you compete heavily in the hotly contested top 10 news <laughs> rankings, which I get feedback on regularly from every news publisher in Australia. Um, where are you sitting at the moment? So we're, we're in seventh position uh, last month. I think we reached 4.2 million uh, unique audience um, prior to that, 4.5 million for, for a couple of months in a row, if I recall. So, yeah, look, we're reaching about, about one in five Australians now. I'm pretty sure, I should know this um, uh, before saying it on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure that we are the fastest growing news publisher in the, in the top 10. Someone and, will be running those numbers. Yeah, right I'm now. sure. <laughs> no, no doubt there'll be a whole bunch of corrections if I'm if I'm wrong, but uh, I'm pretty sure that that's the case. Ever, ever since the launch of um, DCR, I'm pretty sure we're the fastest growing publisher, and we've done that, you know, really uh, with a relatively small newsroom, um, and compared to certainly compared to News Corp and, and the former Fairfax titles. So, we think there's a lot of uh, a lot of growth to come. And just the consumption across desktop and mobile is that sort of equal how where's the oh, it's, it's as you would expect we, we we skew i don't have the exact numbers in front of yeah. me i should have we, we skew um we skew towards mobile you know i mean look we are a in terms of our audience profile 
where a uh, highly educated skew towards AB, skew towards the cities, relatively evenly split around the major capital cities of Australia, particularly stronger Sydney and Melbourne, as you would expect. And we see growth uh, in outside of those territories as well um, as we as we establish ourselves more. And, and as we grow, it's going to enable us to do some more reporting in some of the areas, uh, perhaps outside of Victoria and New South Wales, that we okay. haven't covered as much. As in regional or other metro areas? Yeah, or? we're talking a lot about mm. that. There's, there's some um, projects which we have coming up where we're going to be getting out into some um, some regional areas. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of things. Look, we're going to be investing a lot more. Over the next three years, we're going to be investing a lot more in, in a few different uh, journalism areas and pretty substantially increasing the size of our team as well. So we'll be doing more of the civic journal- journalism, uh, mm-hmm. the kind of journalism that, that we have built our success on, if you like. Um, that's primarily going to always be our focus. But in addition to that, we're going to uh, diversify our, our offering a little bit invest more in culture and lifestyle journalism, still in a very guardian way, still in a very meaningful way. I don't think yeah. we'll be covering you know, Kim Kardashian anytime soon, but still providing a bit of light uh, to the kind of heavy political coverage, which we're, perhaps we're known for. Uh, and as well as that, we're going to be investing, I think, like every publisher around the world, really substantially in audio and podcasting because we're seeing tremendous growth there. At the moment, we have a podcast team of one, uh, yeah. and we are going to be substantially increasing that, uh, that podcast team over the, the next three years. Because you sort of started experimenting a couple of years back with podcasting, but I guess the market's ready ready now yeah look the, the the economics of podcasting um certainly compared to video which which i've got a, a pretty significant background in it during my time at seven the economics of podcasting uh make a lot more sense particularly for us you can produce uh, a really high standard of of journalism uh with audio at a much cheaper level than you can with video um and we think that we're particularly well placed to do it we already have uh, a really significant uh, audience for our audio content, um, and we're really just getting warmed up. There's quite a lot of exciting kind of projects which we which we have uh, coming up in the next year. Look forward to hearing that. So, talking, I guess, about market readiness. Your revenue model, most people would know, is split between. You don't call it donations. What do we call? What's the correct terminology? <laughs> it's, yeah, well, the terminology's changed a bit over the years. Yeah. Contributions is, is is typically what we call it. But look, broadly, reader revenue. Um, and then ad support. Are they the two revenue streams? Yeah, well, we, we've got three, but the two main ones certainly are um, advertising. Still, uh, our the majority of our revenue comes from that. Uh, and we see a long and bright future for advertising. Uh, I think despite the challenges of the market, um, as The Guardian grows and establishes itself, I think I can grow uh, the advertising revenue of, uh, of the company. But yeah, look, reader revenue, uh, contributions and subscriptions uh, for us, uh, we do still have some uh, one subscription product. Uh, the, that is growing at just such a rapid rate that we see that being more than half our revenue within, within a couple of years' time. And we are also just establishing a philanthropic um, arm to our revenue as well, where we will go out to uh, philanthropists with specific projects and ask them to help us fund it. So the two that we have live okay. now, are we have one with the Balnaise Foundation, where they have effectively funded an Indigenous editor and, and um, reporting around on Indigenous affairs. Uh, we won a Walkley uh, off the back of that funding, which is a pretty good way to I've start. Been, I've been reading it. So <laughs> yeah, which is, which is great. And uh, also Susan McKinnon uh, is the other one. On, on government accountability more broadly uh, and we've also some, done some fantastic reporting in, in that space. We've got about four or five more of these which, which we should be announcing over the next couple of months. So it's, um, look, it's small, but it's, uh, it basically enables us to do the kind of reporting which we, we really want to do but just can't quite afford to do on our own yet. That's all wonderful. Let's drag you back to a lot less mundane. But, um, <laughs> you know, so for, in terms of the ad you know, formats, you know, what do you see growing? You guys do a lot in the branded content space mm. for 
Um, how do you get that balance right? What's your, what are your plans, Stan? Share with the world <laughs> your IP. Um, advertising for us is broadly broken up into 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 three areas. We've got we've still got a, a very meaningful direct display business, um, which uh, you know, despite the fact that this is uh, obviously the area of advertising which is uh, moving towards programmatic, it's still a healthy revenue uh, stream for us. And, uh, you know, it's still a really appealing and I think effective way for advertisers to to reach uh, audiences at scale with some of our homepage takeovers and those kind of things that, that those high impact sort of executions. Yeah. So look, we still see a bright future for that. Um, it, it's not going to be growing massively or anything, but we, we still think it's got a role to play. Uh, obviously, programmatic is growing uh, rapidly for us. Uh, we've got a fantastic programmatic team. Uh, that's where a lot of our innovation is going at the moment. Um, we are... We're, we're what incre- sort of innovation is that? Is that... Well, product or if you if you take a step back, so what the Guardian Australia has benefited from massively is the fact that we haven't had to employ a large development team locally because we've had this market leading publishing platform and uh, digital products uh, which you know are, are built by a team of I think about 130 people out of London. We're not proposing to change that. However, on the local ad technology side, that's where localization is required. There's local demand sources. Uh, there's uh, you know constantly new ad units and new ad partners that you want to work with. Uh, there's uh, data partners that we want to work with, which um, we'll have some more to announce in this space soon. So I guess broadly in those areas, we, we feel that we that's where localization makes sense for us. We're not going to go and employ a team of developers to work on the consumer products, but on, on the ad tech side, that, yeah. that's where local innovation is required. Okay. Now, you and I were on a panel recently at um, AdTech and talking GDPR and data, and you quite openly said that The Guardian basically had to get rid of about 80% of your data. Is that right? Um, yeah, look, I wasn't with The Guardian at the time, yeah. but I, um, I, I am of the understanding that it was around that, yeah. Mm. yeah. So any, I guess, rebuilding from almost nothing mm. would be a quite healthy discipline in terms <laughs> of what you need to regather and the data strategy going forward. Um, how's that changed the Guardian's approach to data or has yeah. it? Oh, it absolutely has, yeah. no, no question. I mean, I think at the time that it happened, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I wasn't with the company, but no doubt it was an incredibly painful exercise because mm. you, you go from having all this fantastic information about your audience um, and fantastic targeting capabilities for your advertisers and overnight virtually that that's almost disappeared and so we've had to build that up from scratch. Now, the, the, the good thing uh, about that, I guess, from the Guardian Australia's perspective is we are one of the few publishers in Australia that has adopted the GDPR framework. And uh, as we've talked about, uh, I mean, it is almost certain that a similar framework is going to be uh, regulated in Australia at some stage. So yeah. California's already done it. Um, the ACCC Digital Platforms Inquiry, um, their initial report uh, floated it as a, as a likely recommendation. I mean, it is coming. And so I think... If anything, we feel like we probably have a head start um, on some of our competitors in this space because we're now, we've now managed to build up our audience information back to a level which is almost what it was prior to GDPR coming in. And the good news about this, by the way, is that because you're having to explicitly, explicitly ask your, uh, your audience to opt into this, they tend to be far more engaged than what they are than what they were previously. So the quality of the data that we have on our audience now uh, is better. The engagement is better than what it was from the data I've seen uh, mm. than what we had before GDPR was implemented. Yeah, it definitely gives those sort of media owners with that direct relationship a 
an advantage if they can do it in the right way. Totally. Just getting those consent messages a little bit more concise and user-friendly. I don't know if anyone's cracked that. No, I don't, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that The Guardian's necessarily got it perfect yeah. yet either, and, and we're on a journey with this. It's not like this is ever going to be uh, going to be something finished. But, look, broadly, I'm supportive, and I think The Guardian uh, globally is supportive of this. I mean, I think that we have a real problem with how much um, exploitation of user data and how, how little control users have over their data. And as much as we can put that back in the hands of, uh, of consumers, I think that's, that's a healthy thing and, and ultimately good for the industry. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you do get consumers sort of constantly, you know, not wanting data shared, which is mm. fair enough. But then the minute they get a non-relevant ad um, going, you should know this, I want a relevant ad. So yeah. I think as an industry, we need to be better on that education piece of that value exchange. And yeah, I think I think that I don't think there's necessarily uh, consumers uh, don't want relevant ads. Obviously, they do. They just want to know that that's within their control. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that's um, that direction is something we should uh, we should be all be supportive of. Yeah, and luckily we've got we can watch Europe and the learnings that have come there, and hopefully um, I don't know jump on board board quicker and do things better and in a more consumer friendly way. Yeah, and look, GDPR hasn't hasn't been perfect, not by yeah. any means. Um, and there's certainly areas where we can improve things for Australia. Um, but but broadly, as I mentioned, it's 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 a good thing. You've talked a little bit about some of the projects, I guess, that you're getting excited about. Um, I saw recently you got a Google News initiative <laughs> grant. Is that we did, we yeah? did, yeah. So um, again, this is in the audio and podcasting space. So we're really looking forward to this. It's a, it's effectively a project which enables us to. Uh, experiment with distributing at the risk of losing half the audience, distributing rich media within the podcasting environment. So what we're effectively trying to do is come up with a standard which the industry can adopt, which would enable the respective podcast players to display rich media while a consumer is listening to audio. So for example, okay. if you're in the uh, app podcast app or you know whichever podcast stitcher or whichever one you use, as you're listening to a podcast, if there is something which um, you, you need a, a photo or a visual cue or a call to action or something along those mm-hmm. lines, it would display on the consumer's smartphone or device. It's an obvious benefit for the consumers, um, and but because there is no one standard that uh, anyone is using, none of the podcast players are, are really able to do this. So okay. we're, we're, we want to experiment in this area with a rather ambitious goal of hopefully getting a new standard adopted by the industry, which which can then be rolled out. Well, we might be able to help you with that. So it sounds a little bit similar to, you know, without taking it down to the you know the base level but i guess in the spotify type environment mm. you've got those display formats is that exactly i mean it's a it's a great example yeah. and look i mean there's there's two benefits for this i think it gives the the audience members a much richer experience as they're listening to audio um in addition to that um putting the uh, the reader revenue bat- hat back on it's it's an advantage for us because podcasting is a fairly nascent uh, market for us from an advertising point of view and mm-hmm. i think the advertising revenue has really caught up with the audience yet uh, but what we're hoping is we can also use this as a as a channel to drive reader revenue for us and to prompt users to, yeah, to make okay. contributions to the Guardian. So uh, there's lots of benefits. There's lots of benefits if, if we're successful. Okay, I'm really I'm really interested to see that one, and I'm sure I'm sure we'll help out. Anything else getting you excited? What how's the market looking, Dan? Look, everything's pretty exciting at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, look, it, it's really nice having come from traditional media organisations uh, that are in decline typically or managing decline typically as they mm. transition over to digital. It's really nice to be uh, with a with a company, at least in, the, in terms of Guardian Australia, which is primarily digital and growing. Mm. Um, so, so you have got a print 
Although we have got a print. It's funny, now. yes, we, we just relaunched Guardian Weekly yeah. um, locally in this market in, in more of a magazine format. Um, and it's been tremendously successful. And ironically, um, one of the fastest growing uh, segments of our audience that is subscribing to this are actually in the, I think it was 25 to, to 35 range. So uh, our editor, Kath Viner, likes to, uh, editor-in-chief that is out of London, likes to joke sometimes that we've, we've reinvented print for, for the youth market. But um, I'm not sure we've quite done that, but it is nonetheless, there's, there's still Cutting a place for, for a, a more contemplative, reflective, if you like, take on the week's news and, and we're seeing growth in that. Um, but look, more broadly, Guardian Australia, as I've mentioned, we're about to we're about to go through a relatively significant expansion for us. Bring on a stack more journalists, uh, do more innovation in the um, advertising technology space, as I mentioned, and do a little bit more marketing as well. We haven't really done any marketing in our history. Um, consumer so marketing. Consumer okay. marketing. That's yep. right. Yeah, in an effort to to um, to grow our audience further. We still, you know, there's been virtually none uh, to date, and so. Uh, we think that, um, you know, look, it's not like we have massive budgets in this area, but if with a little bit of consumers, um, consumer marketing uh, done effectively, we think we can continue to grow pretty rapidly. We'll see where you get to on that top 10. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Dan. Thanks very much for having me. That was Dan Stinton, who's the MD of The Guardian Australia, joining us today on the IAB Australia podcast. The IAB Australia podcast, digital advertising leaders and the issues that matter. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au.